Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Jan Goldstein. You're right back here with me at All That Matters. Welcome as we reach the last week of 2022. 2022. And it's been a year of ups and downs. How have you found this year? How do you put it into perspective? One of the enduring images I have of this year, because there's been so many hearings and so much talk about democracy here in the United States, and looking into various events that have happened in our recent history here, I have been focused on the top of the capital of the United States, the dome. Perhaps you've noticed it, the Statue of Freedom. It's known as Armed Freedom or simply Freedom, and it was a bronze statue designed by Thomas Crawford that since 1863 has crowned the dome of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Now, why am I interested in that? Well, I'm interested in paradoxes. You know that on this podcast, we look at things a little differently. We try to reframe it. And if you just move the frame a different way, you suddenly see something perhaps you hadn't noticed or hadn't focused on or paid attention. That can be true of anything in our life. Um, I thought of today, the day I'm uh, recording this is uh, the day my mom was born. Uh, And I think of the fact that She was born in a very cold winter day in New England. And on that very day, there was a fire. And they had to rush the baby outside after she'd been born. I can't imagine what it was like in the frigid air of that cold day in Vermont so many years ago. And that this is the way her day began, her first day of life, out in the cold, a fire um, going up in uh, the building in which she was born. And her mom and her dad, who was a country doctor, sheltering her. And right away, it was like my mom was on a path not only to enter spaces that were cold but to be the fire in those spaces to be the light the illumination and she really was her whole life she was a light and she used to talk a great deal about freedom and democracy and this country and the rights of every human being and I thought If the world were run more by people like my mom, what a better place it would be. And certainly there needed to be more women represented. So imagine 
my surprise, when I focused in on it this week, there just happened to be a shot on television of the top of the dome of the U.S. Capitol, and I saw that sitting up there was, for all the talk of founding fathers and male presidents and generals in the history of our country, that the statue on top of the symbol of freedom in America, the U.S. Capitol of democracy, is not that of a man but a woman. It's a female figure bearing a military helmet, holding a sheath sword in her right hand and a laurel wreath and shield in her left. And I, for the first time, really began to research her and investigate her this statue known as freedom. Her tunic, it turns out, is secured by a brooch that's inscribed U.S. and is partially covered by a heavy Native American-style fringe blanket that's thrown over her left shoulder. In fact, many people looking at her from afar, a casual observer, have said in the past, why is there a Native American woman on top of the U.S. Capitol? And though she was based by the artist more on Roman go- goddesses like Minerva and Bellona and Athena, that's what Crawford was proposing, this allegorical figure of freedom triumphant in war and peace. This added blanket gave her a Native American, indigenous American feel, which somehow, as we approach 2023, seems appropriate. If we just reframe that somehow, without intending it, the people who built the U.S. Capitol during, by the way, the Civil War, those building it had placed on top of our symbol of democracy a woman, as if somehow knowing that it was a woman who had this innate wisdom, a woman who could give birth, and in many poetic ways, birth to illumination, to understanding, to wisdom, to life. And the fact that it resembled a Native American woman, I mean, how poignant. You didn't intend it, and yet, this is what, in the light of 2023, coming here in America and around the world, as Ukraine continues to battle for its freedom, here we see this symbol, this woman, with sparks of the Native American woman. And how powerful a symbol that is. Now, uh, freedom stands atop this this dome. And there is a motto attached to her, e pluribus unum, which of course we know, out of many, one, which is a motto in America. And this monumental statue um, first appeared in architect Thomas Walter's original drawing, which was authorized in 1855. And his drawing showed the outline of a statue representing the goddess of liberty. Crawford later was offered commission to design freedom in 1854 to actually create this statue. 
this um, this artist, uh, Thomas Crawford, and he executed the plaster model I found out for the statue in his studio in Rome, Italy. He had left America, eventually settled in Rome, Italy, and U.S. Senator and U.S. Secretary of War at the time was, believe it or not, Jefferson Davis, who would later become president of the Confederacy and lead the uh, Civil War from the side of the South. And he was in charge of the Capitol construction, believe it or not. I mean, you can't make this up. This is history. And according to David Hackett Fisher in his book, Liberty and Freedom, Crawford's statue was very close to Jefferson Davis's idea of what freedom should look like in every way except one. Because above the crown, Crawford had added a liberty cap. Now, what was a liberty cap? It was an old Roman symbol of an emancipated slave. Well, now, once again, I'm asking you to imagine what it was like for Jefferson Davis, a militant slaveholder, to see this liberty cap which represented an emancipated slave atop this statue that he was responsible for getting built in America before America broke in two, led in part by Jefferson Davis, who was elected president of the South. So it seemed to be a direct affront, he thought, to a militant slaveholder, and he exploded with rage. And here's this northern sculptor, Crawford had come from the north, and the southern slaveholder, They clashed over the Liberty Cap, and Davis sent his aide, Captain Montgomery Meigs, with orders to remove that cap, saying its history renders it inappropriate to a people who were born free and would not be enslaved. So he didn't want to see himself as being a former slave, that we were coming from slavery and birthing into democracy, into freedom. So instead, a military helmet with an American eagle head and crest of feathers replaced the Liberty Cap in the sculpture's final version, and even the more so uh, has had with its eagle and feathers uh, brought this um, resemblance to uh, Native American symbols. Now, Crawford died in 1857, and before the full-size plaster model left his studio. So the model, imagine this, when it was finished, was packed into six crates, shipped from Italy. During the voyage, a ship began to leak. It stopped in Gibraltar for repairs. After leaving Gibraltar, it leaked again to the point it could go no further than Bermuda. Finally, half the crates arrived in New York City. And then finally, all in Washington, D.C., late March 1859. And beginning in 1860, The statue was cast in five main sections and in the bronze foundry was located on the outskirts of Washington. Work was halted in 1861 because of the Civil War, but by the end of 62, it was Abraham Lincoln was pushing for this to be finished and it was temporarily displayed on the Capitol grounds and eventually late in 1863, one of the slaves working at the facility presided over the rest of the casting, the assembling of the figure. And now, in 1863, construction of the dome was officially advanced for the installation of the statue, and it was former slaves now 
who hoisted it up atop the pedestal. And the figure's head and shoulders were raised on December 2nd, 1863 to a salute of 35 guns answered by the guns of the 12 forts around Washington, D.C. Imagine, from that time of Lincoln. On May 9th, 1993, after being placed in almost 100 and uh, being there for almost 130 years, the statue was finally brought down by helicopter for restoration and was returned four months later. This is the story of this incredible statue, this woman that many see as a Native American woman indeed, a woman perched on top of democracy. How essential is the role of a woman in American history? Sometimes in places we didn't even realize. And when I look at her, as you look at Lady Liberty, you realize how poignant, how important, how essential is the role of a woman. So I think of that today on the birthday of my mom. And I also think of things she believed in. Things like one of her favorite poets, Robert Frost, who said, freedom lies in being bold. That was very bold to put that statue as a symbol of our democracy, of our freedom, atop our capital, so that we may look up to a woman represents that very freedom as Ralph Waldo Emerson said America is another name for opportunity yes let us celebrate the opportunities in America and the opportunities for democracy and freedom the world over we must be free not because we claim freedom said William Faulkner but because we practice it. Here's to practicing. Here's to illumination. May we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right, said Peter Marshall. I think mom would agree. Celebrating you, mom. Here's to you. Here's to all that you taught me about freedom. The very best here in America and around the world where people raise their voices and allow light to shine. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters. <laughs>